0: What's going on Bulls fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related on today's episode. Yes, it's Sunday, so it's a mailbag episode, but it's also game day, so we will be previewing the Bulls game against the Toronto Raptors going down today. We'll get into all that, plus the mailbag, right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, so it's already been announced Andre Drummond is still going to be out for tonight's game against the Toronto Raptors. Now, this is cause for some concern that I will say while I've thought very much so of the Drummond injury being is something that he probably could play through or maybe something that is being a little protective over him uh, right now, it doesn't seem like that's, that's the case at all. It does seem like Hey, this may be something maybe even more serious than what we initially realized for him to be out this much time. And this is brought about the natural question on, do the Bulls need to do something to add more size to this team now? Especially with certain players that are out there, like a Dwight Howard, like a LaMarcus Aldridge, and players that are available that could come in to fill in a backup center position for a little while. Now, you know, I don't, the the Bulls at this point, I don't really know. I think that they, as much as, you know, Billy Donovan does play small and this team is overall a small roster, and you, you'd be remiss to not notice how the lack of size and the lack of having Andre Drummond out there as a viable threat as a backup center has, has hurt the Chicago Bulls. And yeah, Derrick Jones Jr. has done a solid job uh, being the backup center, even playing against some big men, you know, just staying in there, giving the effort on the defensive end. But at the end of the day, you're, you, as you run into more teams and as the Bulls go into this eight game stretch that is just filled with all hitters, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. Kobe White is also still out. Uh, Zach Levine is listed as questionable. And then on the other side, uh, uh, Siakam is listed as doubtful in this game. And uh, Fred Van Fleet is listed as uh, questionable as well. So both teams dealing with some injuries. But it's just this Andre Drummond thing, I'm not going to lie, it's kind of worrying me. But we'll see how it continues to develop. But outside of that, so the Bulls face a team in the Toronto Raptors that are kind of very similar to them. Uh, the Toronto Raptors are listed as 16th as the best uh, offensive team in the league, and they're also the 5th best defense in the league, whereas Chicago Bulls are the 10th best defense, and they are the uh, 19th now best offense in the league. So this is a game that can really go either way. It can, it can get into being a scoring game. It can get into being a defensive game down the stretch, and as been the keys for so many of these games lately. The Bulls have to play intense four quarters of basketball. This is what they have to do. Whether Zach Levine's in or out, this team has to figure it out. And, you know, with that being said, if Zach Levine is going to be missing time, if he ends up missing this game, this is still more reason why you want to get the rookie and Dale and Terry out there a little bit more, because there are going to be times where you have to rely on him. And with Drummond, Kobe out, if Zach does sit right, we've been had the benefit of Zach playing in the last three games in a row, but. When Zach does miss time, if Kobe and Drummond are still out, you have to look to to your depth and whether that's going to be going to Dalen Terry, whether it's going to be going to um a player like Malcolm Hill or something like that, the Bulls are gonna to have to go a little bit deeper into this. Maybe not in this game, especially if Zach Levine does play, but You know, to get back on track with this, this is a game where the Bulls are going to have to be locked in. They're going to have to limit uh, the three-point shooting and allowing this team to get out on on runs by playing that solid defense throughout, even in the starting lineup. You can't wait for the bench to just come in and set the tone every single night, especially when their bench is missing a big part in Andre Drummond, who does get about nine to ten points on the bench for this team. So... And then outside of that, just better defense overall, specifically in the middle. Uh, the points in the paint that we gave up against the Boston Celtics was just horrible. It was atrocious. I think it was over 50 points in the paint. We cannot allow that um, that uh, amount of points in the paint from this team that is a long, lengthy team uh, that's going to get after it and try to p- hit threes, try to penetrate and get to the rim as much as they can. The Bulls have to mitigate that and watch that as much as they can. Now, I know it's going to be more difficult without Drummond being in there, but Vooch has been more locked in defensively this season. This is going to be a game where he's going to have to lock in defensively as well as offensively, and we're going to have to get big games from our big three if all three of them play. Zach Levine, yes, while dealing with some some issues with that knee and trusting it and, you know, not going to the rim as much and avoiding contact, that's all fine and Danny, but you got to then Get to the mid-range. You got to get to the free throw line. Do the things that, like, kind of like DeMar does while adding your deadly three-point shooting. We need this team to step up. And we're also going to have to have a much better game from, from Patrick Williams in this one. The, the turnovers on the travels, those type of heady calls, that can't be done. Again, this is a team in which his defense is going to be needed um, out there. And uh, even if uh, even if Pascal Siakam does not play, this still, this still is a team with enough length on that front line, That you know, it's it's Patrick Williams' defense is going to be key in this one, and him hitting his open shots, continue being aggressive. How does Patrick Williams now respond to his first horrible game? Probably in a minute, and you know, even though last game against Boston wasn't as bad as some fans make it out to be, how Patrick Williams responds to this? If he goes back to being timid, if he goes back to being passive p after facing some adversity, a lot of adversity in that last game, I think it's going to be telling as well. Billy Donovan's talked about maybe making some changes in the lineups and rotation, so. I don't know if it happens this game, but we'll see. At the end of the day, the Bulls need to come in. They need to play solid on both sides of the ball, and that's what we need to see from this team against the Toronto Raptors tonight. With all that being said now, let's go ahead and finally get into the voicemail bag. This one first is from Fred.
1: What's up, hey? This is your boy Fred again, calling from Louisiana. To me, man, I think the Bulls are doing good. You know, we played good in all our games. We only got blowed out by the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think you know, that Carmelo Anthony or the White House would be, you know, if we could get him, you know, either one or somehow land both, you know, get rid of Tony Bradley, you know, I think that'll be good. That'll help us also off the bench. But overall, I think the Bulls are doing good. They've been playing the games, you know, that they could have won or whatever. So, overall, I'm satisfied with the Bulls. And you know, with Zach Levine, you know, I know he. Not you know coming off a hundred percent or whatever because of the knee injury, but overall I think we're doing good, man. So you know people holding their nuts on us or whatever, but to me I think the Bulls we gonna we gonna do good this season. They just got to sit back and watch the show. And Fred
0: asked Dwight Howard or Carmelo Anthony for the Chicago Bulls, and while I've been very keen on we don't really need Dwight Howard, I don't I don't think the Dwight Howard the Dwight Howard skill set when we're fully healthy is really not needed. Um, I think Drummond covers most of that. And I have said before, I would like Carmelo for his offense. I know some people are, you know, down on Carmelo and think because he's an older player. Carmelo Anthony actually had a pretty good defensive rating last season on his minutes out there. And then also, I think when you look at Carmelo Anthony no longer being the, the focal point, right? He's not going to be the focal point. But when you look at the natural way that, that, po- that power forwards in this offense get their buckets, um, it's going to bode well for him. A lot of the corner threes coming in there. A lot of opportunities mid-range and slashing-wise um, as well that could, that could present for him. Um, so I, I, I still lean more towards Car- Carmelo Anthony. I don't know if the bulls do either one, if they do, if they, if they know, I think if they have a, a insight on just how long, um, Drummond could be, if this is going to be an extended injury that lasts another week or two, we may very well see them either play Tony Bradley or go ahead and decide to pull that trigger on maybe using his contract and, and waiving him to bring in another player. I'm not, I'm not down on either one of those players. Uh, at this point in time like I said especially while Drummond is in question and we're definitely missing that type of impact from the bench we'll see what the Bulls do I don't know this this run office likes to play things kind of out even kill not really make any knee-jerk reactions even when it is injuries and so we'll see if they end up doing something I don't think that they do um but weird things have happened and that's always a possibility all right let's get into this next one this one's from Shea
1: what's up hey this is Shea you know a lot of people have been talking about Patrick Williams' up-and-down play recently, and, yeah, some of them may be justified. On offense, yeah, he's a little bit excessive, but at the end of the day, let's face it, the last two games against Boston and Brooklyn, and in a couple of these games, Patrick Williams has been very good defensively. People just look at the box score numbers, and I think you've already admitted this. This is true. I think people just need to look at the actual games and they could see how valuable Patrick
0: Williams has been. You know, anyway, tell me what you think. Shea, Patrick Williams. Uh, I do think that Patrick Williams, like, I always say it. When you, a player's on your own team, you either undervalue them or overvalue them. And there are players that are in starting lineups that I know Bulls fans, I've seen Bulls fans compliment, that don't give what Patrick Williams gives. Now, it's, it's completely inconsistent. And I know he has a whole label of being the fourth overall pick. But Patrick Williams does offer value to this team when he's playing well. The biggest thing that was that was cause for concern for Patrick Williams, in my opinion, um, early in the season was the regression on defense. He wasn't even as intense as he was in his rookie season on defense, and that was when you regress in an area that was your area of strength, that starts being a concern to me. Now, I will say we've seen Patrick Williams get back to that, um, get back to being a solid defender, get back to being engaged defensively over the course of the last five games. So I think that that, uh, that, that concern that I had has gone away a little bit, but I do want to see, like I said, how Patrick Williams responds after some adversity in the last game, after his critiques been thrown at him. People were loving him the game before the Boston game. But now, you know, the Boston game, people are back on the, hey, we need to trade him, we need to do this. How he responds to ha- having a bad game within the locker room? Like, forget us and me pundits and and bulls Twitter and all this. Forget us, right? How does he respond? How does him and the coaching staff do? They move away from him. We've seen them try to keep him engaged, calling actual plays for them. Do they move away from that now that he's faced some adversity? He had a really bad game against the Boston Celtics, or do they keep it going? But I do think Kobe. I mean, uh, Patrick Williams offers a lot of value to this team, especially defensively, especially being a player that doesn't need and isn't going to fight or or get disgruntled by not having a lot of offense called for him. But Patrick Williams has the things that we said. He has to battle for the boards. He has to. Hit his, shot, his open shots when he gets them. He has to, you know, be a little bit more aggressive, especially on the defensive end. That's what we need to see from Patrick Williams. And yeah, he has a ton of value here on this team. And I do think Bulls fans have have kind of undervalued him some lately. Um, and it is what it is. You know, I think that it happens, right? And when you have a player that you know is your fourth overall pick, the first draft pick by this new regime, there was a lot of things. Both rightfully experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home. but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. And uh, unjustly, both thrown towards them as far as expectations from the Bulls fandom. And at the end of the day, you got to look at the player that you have now. All that expectation thing only goes so far. At some point, you got to just look at the player that's in front of you. And I think Patrick Williams still has enough to show that he can put, be a damn good player, but he just has to believe it. He has to show it. He has to be consistent in it. And then the Bulls fandom is going to come around. That's one thing with this with Bulls Nation. I will say this as hard as Bulls Nation can be on some players, once it's proven, if you prove it, if you go out there and execute, they're going to fall in love with you no matter what the expectations were or weren't. So that's what we need to see from Patrick Williams. We'll see if we get it. It kind of is what it is there. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Michael. Hello, Hayes. Do you believe the Bulls' terrible first quarters
2: are a result of the roster lacking talent to play defense for 48 minutes? Uh, moreover, how much does poor coaching enter into the Bulls always coming out flat and playing uninspiring ball? Is it my imagination that every team feeds in our weaknesses, but yet we don't exploit our opponent's flaws? This is Michael Korn, Bulls fan since 1966. And last thing I wanted to ask you for your uh, Opinion, Even though it would be a political editorial, potentially, uh, that uh, I heard you, you know, boldly state your views on different topics. And this one is uh, The Nets Tonight. I can't watch uh, Brooklyn play with conspiracy Kyrie out there. It's, it's seriously depressing. Uh, he's spreading Alex Jones' BS about Jews. Uh, in any case, uh, go Bulls, see Red, uh, Um, I'm just hoping this team is not the uh, parallel team of the White Sox this past year that came in really hopeful, never got above 500 really, always had excuses about injuries, just got to the point that their inconsistency uh, really became the nature of the team. I hope that's not the case with the Bulls this season. Hey, thanks uh,
0: for your show. Uh, Enjoy listening uh to your podcast thank you very much bulls flat first quarters and the reason i will say this there's a lot of reasons for the flat first quarters i do uh you can label that a lot on coaching as well some of it on coaching some of it's just the execution from the players they seem like they don't come out there with the intensity to just put their foot on people's necks it seems like you come out there flat they really are a team they you play down to their competition play up to their competition but they also sometimes get a, let get away with letting their competition set the tone and then they they a lot of times match that tone right they match it and then they sometimes exceed it as well once the bench comes in but it seems like they're they're more lackadaisical so far in the first quarter but Last few games, we haven't had the down first quarter. So it seems like maybe the coaching staff is coaching towards that. Uh, You did leave this voicemail before then. So hopefully we're starting to see some changes in those areas for for this team overall. And as that continues, of course, it's going to bode well. And we need to not get out to big deficits. And we'll see how this team responds to it. But I do think some of it is definitely coaching. Um, Some of it is the players. And, you know, you got to look at your players. Like DeMar has had a couple of slow games this season. Unexpectedly, Zach definitely has as well. Vooch has had, you know, after starting off the season being very good, has had a, a, a couple of so-so games back-to-back. We need to see this team play in, lock in, to just execute. Come in every night and execute their game plan and just be that best team on the floor for four quarters. We need to see that. We haven't seen it too much. We need to see that, and as the team gets back to there's a lot of reason for optimism, even with the Bulls' 5-5 five and five start. When you look at how they've played, when Zach's out, Zach's in, it, uh, him being in and out of the lineup, we're still building chemistry and continuity that way as well. So, I, I, you know, there's been some positives, been some negatives as well, and we'll just see how it continues to evolve. Like I said, this next eight-game stretch, we'll know a lot about the Bulls. And we're, we're learning a lot about them at the start of the season. I said the first month of the season, we're going to know damn near everything we need to know about the Bulls. So whether they're going to be a middle-of-the-pack team, whether they can be a fifth or sixth seed, we're going to find that out very shortly, and that story's being written right now. But let's get into this last voicemail for today. This one is from Beverly. What's up, Brother Hayes? This is Beverly
3: and um, first of all, I love your show, and uh, I should follow you also on Locked on Bulls. But look, this is my question because I, I don't even know where to go with this. First of all, do you think that the Bulls are trying to tank so that they could get that number one uh draft pick? I can't think of his name. uh, The seven-foot guy. But anyway... He's good from three and from in the post. So, and then my second question is, why do you think it is that the Bulls, the players on the Bulls teams that leave and go other places seem to all of a sudden learn how to play basketball? And, you know, like I was looking at Laurie Marquin today and he's with, um, Oh, my God, Utah, Jazz. And, I mean, he looks like a totally different player. He scored 31 points tonight. He was hitting it from three. He'd be banging in the post. Like, we could barely get him to do anything when he was with the Bulls. He always wants to, you know, run out to the three-point line. But, anyway, I just want to know what your thoughts are about that. And do you think that the Bulls, as an organization need new coaches Uh, because it seems like other teams can take our players and you know make uh if not superstars they can make uh you know really nice role players out of them so anyway that's my question and take care
0: bye now it's funny because i honestly this is the first voicemail that i got on this and i honestly expected more when you look at the Lonzo news and him not playing, and the Zach Levine and the 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 uh, the not playing in back to backs and holding them out certain games. What were, somebody was going to ask: Are the Bulls trying to tank for Victor Wimbiana? Um, I don't think so. Now I will say this: If the Bulls are around a five hundred team around the trade deadline, I wouldn't be surprised if they go ahead and we start seeing more rest days, and they just say, "Hey," but at the same time, with that though, ah, uh, let me take that back. Let me run that back on that. Because the Bulls don't own their own first-round pick. So, no, I don't think the Bulls are trying to tank. I actually had to think about that and correct it. The Bulls can't tank Um, because if they do, that pick goes to Orlando. I think it's top three protected. So, literally, we would have to be one of the worst teams in the league and lock in one of those top three picks for us not to get it. And I just don't see this front office risking that chance. I don't see this team being a team that is going to try to tank in either way. So, um, no, I'll have to say with that, no, I don't think the Bulls are trying to tank. It wouldn't – benefit them anyway in, in any shape, form, or fashion to really tank unless they just are sure they can get one of those top three picks. And I doubt that they can with how bad some of these teams look so far this season. Uh, but uh, to your second question, why do former Bulls go to other teams and basically develop? And I think that is, that plays in a part in what I've said about Patrick Williams, right? Is that so many Bulls fans, they do that all the time. We trade players away and they be like, oh, wouldn't, shouldn't we have kept them? Shouldn't we have kept them? Shouldn't we have done this? Shouldn't we do this? It happens, right? It happens. And so, like with Laurie, he's benefiting definitely from being on a team with not much expectations and a lot of things going through him. He didn't have that towards the end of his Chicago Bulls run. They stopped going through Laurie as much as they they did, and even in Cleveland. He didn't really go through Laurie in Cleveland. Uh, Daniel Gafford's kind of come back down to earth. He's now no longer a starter for them. He's come back down to earth. He's still a very damn good player, and I would still love to have him off the bench for us, but not at the contract he's making. Wendell Carter Jr., I've gone very heavily into Wendell and how His percentages are almost the same. He's just benefiting off more chances and a higher usage rate than what he had with the Bulls. But even then, Wendell has definitely grown some shooting-wise. He's grown some defensive-wise. And again, this is why you don't give up on young players. And a player that's 21 like a Patrick Williams at this front office, and what they're showing, I think, is that they're going to continue to invest in him for a while, as they should, because you never know when these players are going to hit. You never know when when it's going to click for some of these players. Patrick Williams has played one full season and a partial, right? So it's still a lot of growth left to be in a player that just has not played basketball that long in their life as well. When you look at him being late to to a late, uh, a blossomer when it comes to basketball in general. So, You know, I think that when when Bulls fans and how they see and how we look at other players as they went to other teams should show us why we need to be a little bit more patient with Patrick Williams and really see and give this guy time. The front office is going to do it regardless. So Bulls Nation can whine and complain all they want about Patrick Williams needing to go. He's going to be here for a long time because this front office wants to see that potential through as long as they can. And I think that they're going to do so. Now, to the last question, do the Bulls need new coaches? I would say as far as the way that you phrase this, I think you're talking about development coaches. I think that they went a long way in adding an assistant coach to the Windy City Bulls that was one of the best trainers over in Europe. But I do think, and this is one of the things that I've called out lately, like we really aren't seeing the young players on this team really develop to the way that we want. Uh, Dalen Terry's not getting any minutes. Kobe hasn't developed any. Marco definitely hasn't. Patrick Williams is getting back to just the point he was in his rookie season. Io has. Again, I don't really rest that on Billy Donovan or the coaching staff because Io was a, a older rookie. But I do want to see more development from this team. I do want to see that. Um, and that's really what that's what separates teams that can comp- compete now that will compete forever is because they have those, Pieces not only do they draft well and they hit on their potential, but they are able to cultivate and bring the best out of that potential for players, even if they don't necessarily hit the ceilings that they initially thought. They still get a lot of talent out of players. And so that is a cause for concern, especially for a team that is betting on these one of these some of these young players hitting for the growth of this team. I do want to see a little bit better development. And I do put some of that on the coaching staff as well. But you guys can let me know what you think on this and all the topics down below. Thank you for tuning in to Chicago Bull Central. You can follow the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave your text and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. And see Ray, because it's game day.
3: This has been a presentation of the Break Media.